Hello there, you're listening to the Park Crush Podcast. This is a Theme Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Not too bad. I'm coming at you live from Singapore. Oh. <laughs> how is uh, how is it back in old Blighty? Wet. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, well, it's wonderful here. Sunny skies. Oh. Hot. I'm covered in sweat. So I guess in, in its own way, it is also wet. Also wet. Here. Yeah. But the fun doesn't stop, so far as the Park Rush podcast is no, concerned. Somehow we keep on chugging. Somehow we do indeed, with part two, episode two, whatever you want to call it, of our Thing Park video game review series. Yeah. Where we are going through the history of Tech Thing Park video games, playing them, giving our thoughts, and uh, this time out, it is, for many people, what will be the definitive <sighs> Thing Park game. Even more definitive than Theme Park itself. Yeah. Well, I would say a lot would argue this is a precursor to the definitive Theme Park game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, would you be among those people? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, today we're talking about the original Roller Coaster Tycoon from 1999. Oh, boy. Uh, we... Played it back in the day, I think. Did you? I, yes. I certainly did. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, we have been playing it just, just, just now. Yeah. In, in 2019. Yeah. Uh, it's still playable. Uh, yes. I, I guess while we're on the topic of you bought it from Good Old Games. Is that? Is I that did. The case? Yes. Uh, that, that's Gog. Gog. Com. Uh, is it available anywhere else? I know it came out on other platforms. You can. I'm pretty sure there's an iOS. Is there an iOS version? I'm not yeah, uh, there's sure. Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic. Right. Which takes elements from both one and two. Okay. Amalgamates them, put it in, puts it into a game. Right. Uh, there is an open RCT2 version, which is a um, you know open source version, mm-hmm. uh, much like Open TTD. Um, what is that? Transport Tycoon Deluxe. Ah. Which you that was also a Chris Sawyer game. It sure was. Yeah. It was the uh, prequel, I guess you could say. Or the oh, he made Transport Tycoon first. Yes. And then Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yes. Right. I really like playing Open TTD. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Sounds like a disease. To it be does, honest. yeah. But anyway, whatever floats your boat. Well, uh, you, you could play Open RCT. My sources tell me, Josh, yeah. that there was also an Xbox version of Roller Coaster there Tycoon. There was. Uh, by Frontier Games. Right. Did you play that? I didn't, no. Okay. And uh, as far as I'm aware, not backwards compatible on the Xbox One. Not as far as I'm aware. Yeah. But, uh, and it's also come to Nintendo Switch in the form of Roller Coaster Tycoon Adventures. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, don't know how. I don't know how. Good that is meant to be. I'm going to say that that's going to yeah, be a mess. Quite possibly. On paper, Switch seems like a decent place to play Roller Coaster Tycoon. Uh, certainly in handheld mode. Decent but, size screen. Yeah. Touch screen, all that jazz. Yep. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Anyway, we're going to talk about the PC version, which came out in 1999. Yeah, OG. 20 years ago, Josh. 20, 20 years, years old. 20 years this old. Year. It's almost like we planned this. Yeah. Good one. Uh, <laughs> so, I guess in many ways, in terms of the kind of game that it is, it is like Thing Park, which we talked about last time. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly, uh, it mostly wants you to play through scenarios. I think that's the, the focus. I think the, the sandbox side of these games became more enticing further down the road, yeah. where you had more control and more flexibility when it came to construction and certainly landscaping and designing the park as the technology got more advanced, uh, you were able to do more. And so having total creative control was just more appealing at that point. 
Whereas here, they're, they're, the scenarios it wants you to play with in Roller Coaster Tycoon One, they're a bit more focused. It's a bit more like you have to. It's a bit yeah. It's a bit more focused, uh, and you have to think a little more straightforwardly, I guess, in yes. terms of the type of park that you want to build, how you want it to look, uh, and the layout of it. Yeah. Um, but isometric view, of course. Yep. Uh, Unlike these games theme, park, the theme time. park was um, kind of because isometric because it's on that it's sort of slight, five degree angle. Pain. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas theme park is. Uh, parallel to the entrance, I guess you could say. Mm. Um, and a decent number of scenarios to start with when you first boot the game up. Yeah. Uh, there's one in a sort of in a foresty environment. Well, there's one so in the desert. Probably there's one with a big say, lake in the middle, like the Magic uh, Kingdom. The GOG.com version is the one that includes all the expansion packs. Okay. Um, so we had, um, which I've now forgotten the name of. Uh, we had, there were two expansion packs, Josh. Yeah. Added added attractions and loopy landscapes. Do that, does that sound right uh, to you? No. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I literally played it, so I've seen it on the screen. But we... <laughs> so, we've started and made, you know, reasonable pro- progress, I would say, on two scenarios yeah. in our 2019 playthrough <laughs> for the purpose of this podcast. So, the first time, both inexplicably ended up being kind of Star Wars inspired for reasons that... I can't really explain. Uh, yeah. Very simple reasons, actually. Uh, the first scenario was was forest. Yeah. So uh, we decided to name everything uh, on the sort of basis of it being the forest moon of Endor. Yeah. Uh, the park ended up being called This Ain't No Moon, Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just watched El Camino before we started <laughs> making the park. I watched it just afterwards. Oh, did you? Yeah. What did you think? It's fine. Yeah, I thought um, that's a fair assessment. I think it kind of nothing. Nothing important happens. No, not really. It but. doesn't. It doesn't really justify his existence in no a super serious way. But I'm also kind of glad that it exists. I was yes. happy to spend more time with uh, the characters. Yeah, absolutely. That, that were in Breaking Bad. So yeah, there's that. Uh, and yes, we we ended up naming rides in similar fashion. Yeah. My favourite one was uh, we we built a sort of a slide, yes. Uh, which uh, its default name was Slide One. Yes. So we called it Slide One, a Star Wars story. Yes. <laughs> Mine, I think, is uh, is a Ferris wheel. Okay, what one was that again? Uh, we called that uh, Ferris Moon of Endor. Oh, of course. Yes. Uh, and then we had a roller coaster called Now This. Is pod racing, yeah, which kind of went away from the the Endor theme, but yes. hey ho, yeah, quite they might have done pod racing on Endor at some point in the Star Wars canon. You'd imagine you could make some pretty challenging race courses on that planet, yeah, as proved in Return of the Jedi. Probably one in the easy um, to crash into them trees in the Game Boy game with the Rumble Pack. Hey, there was a pod racing game, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer on the Game Boy on the on the uh, color was there? Yeah, and it had a. Oh had a battery pack in it so it would vibrate when you hit the walls and stuff right it was really cool hmm, fair enough um, yeah so a Ferris wheel a roller coaster uh, I mean there's a decent variety of rides actually that you can choose yeah. from in this game more so than in in, uh, in theme park I would say um, and the most significant thing about this game I would suggest in terms of the rides is that you have a decent amount of creative control yeah. when it comes to track based rides whether yeah. that's a coaster or a little train 
as log we flume. found out, or log flume, uh, boating lake. Yeah, uh, you can kind of map out those tracks almost as you would want, in- including going like up and down, you know, levels, going underground in some cases. Yes, uh, through the terrain, which is quite cool, and that and that kind of flexibility does extend a little bit to building pathways as well, going kind of up and above rides. Uh, and other attractions that you have on the ground, you can build walkways and stuff, which I had a great time that trying was to. Uh, incredible watching you try and do that. Yeah, so I got myself in a bit of a, a bit of a mess yeah. building a train. Uh, the track itself was unique in that it had uh, the station was only long enough for well one carriage, yeah. I would say. <laughs> so it wasn't the most efficient of rides in terms of uh, passenger capacity. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know. Um, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast because you're clearly not a theme park fan. But you, when you're the first element you have to place uh, when you pick a ride to build is the station. Yeah, and usually you can then just carry on extending the station. Yeah, Tom didn't do that. No, I completely missed that. Straight to the track. I went straight to track. So I had this little nice little choo-choo train that kind of went round. It was. Uh, th- this was the second part that we started at this point, which the was, engine um, was longer than the carriages section. Right. Just going to say that. Yeah, you're right, actually. Uh, but this was in the second park, which yes. was in the desert. Yes. So I decided to try and call it, why does everyone want to come to Jakku? Yeah. But I didn't realise until afterwards that that name was too long. Yes. So even though it let me type it out and didn't indicate in any way that it was too long, when I then pressed enter and looked at the name of the park appear on the banner above the entrance, it just said, <laughs> why does everyone want to come? <laughs> And I didn't have an answer for that yeah, question. It was a good question. And we kept playing and no answer emerged no. Uh, at any point. Uh, so, yes, we had this train in the desert uh, that had one... The station was one square long, so not yeah. many people could get on at one time. The track went all over the place, frankly. It went back on itself a few times. It went up and above the rest of the park. I it, thought the track was actually quite good. The track was quite impressive in a way. I mean, there yeah. was no real design behind it. It was no. a total fluke. But yes. it ended up resembling... Uh, kind of the um, the the Zeus trolley train ride <laughs> yes. in Zeus Landing. Yeah. It wasn't dissimilar to that. Yeah. Or then, uh, I guess the um, transport. Oh, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. Yeah, because like, that goes through Space Mountain, right? That's true. That's that's a very cool part of that ride, actually, yeah. when you go up on Space Mountain. Certainly if the lights are on, that's what you call Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, but then I had a right job building the, uh, the entrance path uh, that to go up and down and over the track and under the track and it all went a bit mental uh, likewise Tom the... does this really weird thing where I told him how to go up mm. uh, and he just kept going <laughs> didn't stop like, you can stop now Tom yeah you, you're above it well and then another, pro- another problem I had was that I ran out of money halfway through building the exit path and had to wait a little while before I could finish <laughs> it because I'd spent so much money on trees to decorate the park. Yeah, you was losing money hand over fist. I certainly was, because one of the first things I do when I start any theme park game is that I don't really put a great deal of focus on rides. I like to build a nice entrance and kind of look to real-life theme parks for some inspiration. And I kind of like people to be able to kind of gently wander into the park. You're a Main Street kind of guy. Soak it up. Yeah. So I spent quite a lot of money... Um, putting some thought behind even the placement of the toilets, Josh. He did. He did. He put them off to the side. Off to the side of the entrance, kind of out of the way. Put some trees in path the path hidden by some nice trees. So you can just go down there uh, and not have to worry too much. It doesn't. It's not an eyesore at all. Whereas if you keep walking straight, it kind of 
got yeah again more trees some fountains some drink stalls which were selling blue and green milk josh yeah yeah <laughs> uh and and some gentle rides to start with so we had uh the ferris wheel oh, was that why all of the customers were throwing up uh, i think so yeah they were sick all over the place and i've Again, because of the money restrictions that I placed upon myself by buying so many goddamn trees, I couldn't afford any cleaners. So for a long period of time, there was just sick everywhere. Yeah. And I actually won an award for being the most untidy park in the country. I didn't realise they gave out awards for that kind of it's thing. Like it doesn't the, seem like the type of thing you'd want to encourage. It's like the Razzies, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. The theme park Razzies, yeah. But anyway, I, I stuck at it. I maybe kept going. Maybe we should do that. Maybe... We should do razzies for theme parks. I think I said I built a Ferris wheel. I didn't. I built a merry-go-round, uh, which was called the Mesa go round. Yeah. Uh, and then I built one no, of it's those. It's called the Mesa go round. Oh, I misspelt it. Oh, no, right. it's called the Mesa G round. That's but, it. I yes. misspelt go. I knew yeah. I misspelt. And I'd say misspelt Mesa as well. Oh, you but... reckon there should have been another E in there? Yeah. Fair enough, I guess. I could go with that. Uh, and then I built some kind of thrill ride, which I'm not 100% sure what it was. It was one of those ones that go, just spins around constantly, kind of oh, like yeah, Sandstorm yeah. at Bush Gardens, yeah. right? And um couldn't really think of a good name for that, so I just called it Naboo! Because, you know, I almost feel like, you know, it's called Naboo, but what kind of noise would you make if you got on that ride, Josh? It would be like a whoa! So the ride is called uh, Naboo! Yes. Did what, did you, what did you name the train, Tom? Uh, what was the train called? Oh, Jedi Training. Yes. Yeah. But, the tr- but the train part of training was in capitals. That's right. <laughs> but it wasn't the, obvious enough. But on the entrance to the ride, the whole thing's in capitals. So yeah. people wouldn't have got the Can't, pun. Yeah. So shame. What, what can you do? Uh, and obviously on that on that park, there was already a pre-built... Uh, yeah. Rotocoaster. Rotocoaster. Which was quite cool, actually. It's called Dynamite Blaster. Yeah. Uh, but we renamed it to... Now this... Is pod racing. Of uh, course. Yeah. Uh, but that was quite a cool design, actually, because it went under the ground and kind of threw yeah. the terrain a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of had a... And it was a woody. Yeah. Kind of had some uh, big Thunder Mountain vibes coming off of that mm. one. That's actually uh, one of the park, one of the parks in Rollercoaster Tycoon 2 has two uh, kind of like Jordan Dragons, mm. which is really cool. Um, you couldn't do that in Rollercoaster Tycoon 1. Right. Um, so... Once I once I started that is pod racing. <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite parts of that save was guests telling me that the park was too cheap. They thought I could up the prices. <laughs> yes. So I put the prices up on the entrance. I put the prices up on the rides. Yeah. Uh, so that I could then get the, more money in and afford to hire some staff. Yeah. The uh, feedback was that the park entrance was too cheap. Mm. So you put the prices up on everything. Yeah. I said entrance did. roller coasters. Food, milk, milk, <laughs> uh, maps and umbrellas. I'm assuming. I don't think they had those any of those for sale. Oh no, because you couldn't afford to. I couldn't afford to buy the information kiosk. kiosk. Yes. That's correct. Uh, because I, I did manage to afford some entertainers, though. Which, despite them just being people walking around in panda suits, I still called them Ray and Kylo Ren. Yeah. Because it's a Star Wars park, Josh. You know, I've got to do what I can to maintain some level of immersion. Uh, so is that yeah. what we're calling that? Yes, I, okay. thought a, I thought it was a pretty immersive experience, to be honest. Uh, they probably would have fit quite well in our indoor park because um, they're bears. Yes. So, you know. There was a bear they're, running They're not too the far removed from uh, Ewoks. Absolutely. So, you know, I feel like we maybe could have got away with that. Yes. But I believe there was at least one running around the park. 
What, an Ewok? Yes. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Probably was one. Um, but yeah, uh, some interesting design choices, I will I will admit, in the parks that we built. Yes, not in the game. No. Um, I mean, do you have any particular memories? This is maybe a tough question. Um, do you have any particular memories of building parks on the original Roller Coaster Tycoon? Because I, I can remember back far enough for to think of some specific parks that I enjoyed making in RCT3, certainly. Um, I must admit, going further back than that, I'm struggling. But th- how did you play this game back in the day, I guess is a better way of phrasing this question. Did you try to recreate theme parks from your childhood, or was it very much a, I'm just going to build stuff? I used to get frustrated by the s- customers. Oh, right. Uh, so there's one, I can't remember what it's called now, but we, we looked at it and you went, this is a stupid park, and then left, the one with a big lake in the middle of it. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. So I didn't do the whole make it look like a theme park that already exists thing. I tried to do the objectives, uh, operated within the land that I had, tried to build some really cool stuff. Mm. So on that one, with the lake, I used to build a monorail that started at the entrance, uh, stopped off in uh, three other places That's cool. around the lake, but then there's like a section at the back that goes off. In, so what? I used to put a uh, platform up there as well. Right. And that's kind of like where the big rides were. Ah. Why didn't you come up with a cool idea like that when we were doing it today, Josh? Because it, it was your turn. Yeah. Uh, Should have kicked me out of the chair <laughs> when you saw what I was getting up yeah, to. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Tom, that train needs that platform's uh, too well, short, Tom. I would build a roller coaster park back there. Right. That was actually kind of separate from the rest of the park. Okay. You'd only get there by monorail. Oh, all right. That's interesting. But the customers was too stupid to figure it out. <laughs> But then I was also too stupid. <laughs> all like, where are all the rides at this damn park? You yeah. get on a monorail yeah. and get to the rides. But then they go on the monorail, they get there, and then they'll get be straight like, back on and come back. They they get on the ride and they go, I don't know how to get out of this place. <laughs> God's sake! <laughs> but obviously, I was a kid, so I was too stupid to realise that the game wasn't smart enough to right. You know, so you were just getting annoyed at these very specific customers. It's yeah, like they had their own brains. Yes. That's pretty good. Because, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's quite a relatively simplistic... It's, it's a really complex game, but obviously the AI at the time was, while very good, isn't going to be able to figure out that you have to get on the monorail to get home. No, I guess not. Um, the game 99% built on assembly code. What does that mean? Um, so it's kind of not easy to explain, but uh, like... I don't know if you know, like apps and stuff on phones are written in a language. Yeah. Um. So like Java. Uh, yes. Or Swift. Or and and games are as well. Object like, C. Like yes. Unity and yes. Unreal. Yeah, exactly. And various other engines. Um, assembly code is like. I think Disney- two levels below that. Right. So it's basically he's writing in a language that you couldn't even understand if you looked at it. Right. Um, it's like what the computer can understand. Okay. Um, and if you write in one of these higher level languages like Java or whatever, it translates it. It eventually translates it into assembly code mm. so that the computer can understand it. Okay, I see what you mean. So basically, Chris was a smart dude. Well, yes. I mean, something that I found rather fantastic right, uh, reading up on the development of the game on its wiki page was that it was developed in a small village near Dunblane in Scotland. Uh, is that where Andy Murray's from? It is actually, yes. 
So there we are. What do you think Dunblane's most famous export is? Andy Murray or Roller Coaster Tycoon? Uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andy, but well, yeah. Uh, Chris Sawyer is a Scottish game developer, and he's got a fantastic CV. He's unbelievable, Chris Sawyer. Yeah. So as you mentioned, Transport Tycoon, all the Roller Coaster Tycoon games. I think he gets a credit on the related ones, even if he's not. Yeah, I done think you, I think you are correct on that front. But I don't know what he's done more recently, to be honest. I mean, he's credited on a newer version of Transport Tycoon for iOS and Android that came out in 2013, yes. which was developed by a team called 31X, which is apparently Sawyer's team. So I, I guess remember that's... playing that at um, Eurogamer Expo ah, in London. Was that any good? Uh, I thought the UI needed a lot of work. Right. Because it's quite hard to play on. But obviously the phones are bigger now, so it's probably a lot easier to play on. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, the phones but, are tiny back then. As you say, the export port was then later handled by Frontier. Yeah. Who kind of then took on the mantle, I guess, for RCT3. Mm. And have since done, what, Planet Coaster? Yes. So I guess there is some, maybe... Planet Coaster, and they've done the uh, Jurassic Park one. Oh, yeah. And they're doing... Uh, Planet like a, Zoo, I think. Planet it's, Zoo, I think yeah. it's called Planet Zoo. Which is a zoo tycoon. Yeah. Was, Chris Sawyer didn't do zoo tycoon, did he? That was Microsoft, I think. Yes. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, yeah. Hmm. I played a lot of zoo tycoon 2, actually. I was. I think Frontier might have done zoo tycoon. Uh, I don't know. I died. Frontier did zoo tycoon on the Xbox. You know that they randomly brought zoo tycoon back for the launch of the Xbox One. Yes. And uh, Frontier, I'm pretty sure did that. I will quickly look it up. But as for the original zoo tycoon and zoo tycoon two, I don't know. But zoo tycoon two was the one I played a lot of. That was developed by Blue Fan Games and published by Microsoft. It also came out on the Mac. I wonder if it's still available. Are we, are we doing Zoo Tycoon in this franchise? I mean, no, they're not okay. theme park games, but it's, I would happily terrifying. just play Zoo Tycoon, sure, Josh. Yeah. I don't have to then do a podcast well, about it. We're uh, obviously, when we get to the third instalment of this uh, genre of Rokos Tycoon games, mm. uh, that has animals, right? So. It certainly does, in the form of uh, Wild. Wild, yeah. Just what that expansion was called. Yeah. Uh, there is some fantastically specific sales data for this game. Really? Uh, that's still knocking about here. Uh, according to PC Data, it was the third best-selling PC game of the week of July 25th, 1999, which what, was, the, was week of, the week of release. Uh, let's have a look here uh, while that's loading. Um, it then rose a place the following week, Josh. You'll be happy to know. Oh, good. Uh to number two, uh, but it was still behind StarCraft. StarCraft at, was at, massive. At that time. Uh, the rest of the top ten... So this is the second week of Roller Coaster Tycoon's release. Right. So we'll go from ten. Yeah. You ready for this? Yeah, go Total Annihilation Kingdoms. Okay. You heard of that one? Yeah. Uh, Alien vs. Predator. Okay. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Big Star game. Wars The Phantom Menace. Oh, wow. Need for Speed 3. Cabela's Big Game Hunter 2. Oh, wow. SimCity 3000, Roller, uh, Roller? Rainbow Six Gold Edition. Wow. I, I play Roller Coaster Tycoon, uh, R- Roller Coaster Tycoon Rainbow Six. Uh, <laughs> Roller Coaster Tycoon is at two, and as I said, StarCraft is at one. StarCraft is mad. Yeah, certainly is. Yeah, it, sales continued to roll on through 1999, and it eventually became the best-selling PC game of that year. Sold almost a million units in the US alone. Uh, and obviously, they ended up making Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. 
Yes. And the I, series I, went on from there. And I think pretty much everyone from our generation has played Rollercoaster Tycoon. In some what the the original or just in some form? In some form. Right, yeah. Um probably more two and three uh, than one. Three is probably my most played one, actually. Uh I've prob- probably would say the same. Mm. Um but then I did a lot of with the uh, wild and soaked expansions. Yeah, same. So I, I am very much looking forward to getting to three in this series. I'm looking forward to two. There's a stark difference in how much better two is to right. compared to one, um, which obviously you don't appreciate when you've just played one. Um, I feel like one is quite. It feels limited. Yeah, um, and it, and I I did find it to be quite tough in terms of the financial side of things sort of how quickly you can run out of money and then how slowly it can take for it to come back yeah finding that balance was i found uh, quite difficult i know we were joking about uh them saying the part was too cheaper than me putting all the prices up but uh i do think that yeah you, you do have to keep an eye on that side of things these games did feel as we said earlier maybe because of how restricted relatively restricted they were in terms of the creative side of things they maybe were a little more business oriented uh, yes. very much more on the tycoon side of it yeah. than they maybe have become in more recent years where something like Planet Coaster is really all about encouraging you to be creative yeah um, and kind of less on the tycoon side yeah um, yeah I mean Transport Tycoon was really into uh, you know you got to take one thing from one area you've got to transport it to another area which then allows you to create another thing which then you then have to transport to somewhere else which creates mm. another thing which then gets you then you have to take to the city to sell to the city um, so there's there is that your micromanagement and money and loans and that sort of thing going on um, loans is a big thing you have to make uh, use loans to uh, you know bolst your financial numbers bolst boost Bolster? Bolster, that's the word. <laughs> you nearly can. Yeah. Uh, so, like, in uh, They Set No Moon. Yeah. Uh, we had quite a large financial debt. Yeah. Uh, we was we was about 25 grand into the hole, which is quite a lot for Rodercoaster Tycoon. Yes. Um, but we were we had good cash flow, mm. which is important. It certainly is. You, you Theme parks, you... Have to you spend a lot of money at the beginning uh, to build a lot of stuff, and then you hope that that allows you to get good cash flow, so you can eventually pay your loans back. Yeah, uh, this ain't no moon, bitch. Mm. Was profitable, uh, but why does nobody want to come? Was not. No, <laughs> you made unsound financial decisions. Uh, there were some questionable calls. Yeah. I, will, I will admit to that, but uh, I thought it was a good time. <laughs> that train was great. I'd go on it. Yes, it's a workout going up the queue line. You have to. I could not. It's like a sixty-degree angle to get up there. The train struggled to get up the hill. It certainly did. Uh, but yeah, I, I just love this whole sort of late nineties era of tycoon and strategy games. Just something about that isometric view is yeah. playing that earlier was bringing back not just memories of Rollercoaster Tycoon, but also stuff like Age of Empires. Age of Empires Two Definitive Edition back next week, I believe. Oh mean? no, it's back. What do you mean back? Uh, the so the definitive edition, right? Uh, which is Microsoft's re-release, 4K, blah 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 blah. Of two, of two, I think might be out 
as of, of as of this release. Oh, okay. Is that just Windows, not Mac? I believe it's just Windows. Okay. This nostalgia binge that we're on as part of this series is making me want to buy a yeah. cheap computer. Yeah. I have Definitive to say. edition is included in Game Pass Ultimate as well. Oh man. So uh, I have it. Josh, you might have to give me some PC buying guidance. Uh, buy an expensive laptop. <laughs> there it is. There. Oh boy. There it is. What about Age of Mythology? Are they going to bring that one back? Uh, I don't know. There are talks about it. Um, that was very good. Yeah. Um, I think they're doing. They want to do an upgrade to Age of Empires three. Um, I was so upset when Age of Empires 3 didn't run very well on my PC back in uh, the day. I really liked Age of Empires 3. Yeah, I bet I you did. I, um, bet, I bet I would have as well. Yeah. God damn it. A lot of people didn't know because it was um, kind of the more colonial era, so there was guns and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, and there was like a... Um, you had a port and you could like get resources from the homeland. Mm. So, in my case, Britain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I ran into a lot of disappointments around that time because that game would have been about 2004-ish. And that was at an, that yeah. I was at an age at that point where I kind of knew what kind of games I liked and what kind of games I wanted to play, and I was playing on PC, but I wasn't necessarily old enough to understand why games sometimes didn't work or didn't run well. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, "I've got a computer. Why isn't it? Why is it such slow? Why does it look so bad?" And that kind of thing, right? So when three didn't work, I was really gutted. But then even when I ran into situations like I remember getting Oblivion. Uh, I, I didn't have a 360 at that point, and Oblivion would have come out in like 2005, so I maybe been about. 12-ish? 11, 12, when that game came out. I think it was late 05, that game. Yeah. Maybe, something about 11, 12. And I remember being, yeah, bummed out that that didn't run very well on my PC. But the one that is like has kind of stuck with me because it's kind of hilarious is that my nan and granddad had a computer in their house, mm. which was, you know, totally bare bones. And it's still there today. My nan still uses it sometimes to do Excel and solitaire yeah the monitor is hilarious it is so small is it, free? it might be small it might be about the size of this ipad oh wow it's hilarious for right? free is it yeah it is oh wow and uh i bought battlefront 2 the og battlefront 2, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah back in the day on release funhouse crayford of course so i used to go to my grandparents house every friday after school yeah and I, my mum dropped me off in funhouse to buy battlefront 2 and then get back in the car go up to nance was so impatient to play it, I went and installed it on my nan and granddad's PC. <laughs> it ran like trash, and I couldn't understand why. But there I was, trying to play Battlefront 2 online on this solitaire machine. Wow. Yeah. I remember uh, Rome Total War. Oh, that was from, a good game. I bought it from GameStation, and it was just after Steam came out. Right. Like, Steam was in its infancy, so you still bought games on disc. But mm. And it was like, right, so you... They were like, if this doesn't run, you can't bring it back. Right. Because Steam. Yeah. And they're like, are you sure it's going to run? I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> no. Uh, I remember they came out, someone came out with an amazing mod for Rome Total War that turned it into Lord of the Rings. Oh, that Which cool. was way better than uh, Battle for Middle-earth ever was. Because that was more of a sort of Halo Wars-ish kind of game, actually, where mm. you were commanding quite small troops. It was designed for consoles a little bit more, and it was a bit more small scale. Yeah, that was a bit more. It was Whereas a bit more like Rome the war Total War was all about massive battles. And yeah, I really of... like. I really love the Total War games. The style of uh, the it's uh, like Civ. turn-based. Yeah, it's like Overworld, but then the real time. I've never played a Civ game. I don't know if I'd be into that or not. Uh, so do you know the overworld in Total War? It's kind of like Civ, it's, right? It's, yeah, and it's like that all the time. But you know, I've got 
Yeah, I, I even know. like battles are like that. Yeah, I mean, we're joking now. I'm not actually in Singapore, guys, uh, but my trip is uh, as of recording. I am. Yes. Uh, as Sorry, of, no. As, as of, of release, release, I am. Yeah. As of recording, I'm preparing. Yes, you're still at home. Would Civ on the iPad be a good way of melting a flight away? Do you think? Yeah, potentially. Mm. I could. I mean, I would sink a lot of hours into that. Right. If you yeah. like Civ, then mm. that's the question. Well. I don't know uh, the answer. I've never there played is, it. Um, I don't know if it's available on the iPad or not, but there was a version called Civ Rev, Civilization yes. Revolution, uh, which was a kind of more stripped down uh, version, right? Which is shorter but also good fun. Okay. More uh, console and touch based. Maybe um, that might be a good shout. Yeah. Uh, huh. It's probably cheaper as well. Yeah, quite possibly. Well. That's Roller Coaster Tycoon, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and other games. <laughs> and other games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was fun to to dive back in today. It was... Um, I, I don't think theme park games would be where they are without it. Oh, no, absolutely not. It's, it's a pinnacle, you know, pivotal moment. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, would Roller Coaster Tycoon have come about without theme park? I think actually, quite possibly, yes, based on what I've read about its development in that mm. Chris Sawyer was actually quite keen on making a sequel to Transport Tycoon. Yes. And Roller Coaster Tycoon was almost like considered a, maybe a way of getting to that yeah. point. Um, I think Chris Sawyer did eventually make a sequel but it was called Locomotive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's impossible that uh, this would have ended up existing anyway. But uh, yeah, I, I think looking back Roller Coaster Tycoon certainly had a cast a long shadow over Thing Park Games. Maybe, as you say, more specifically, Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 does, yes. which we will get to in the weeks and months ahead. Yep. Um, I don't know actually what would be next up in our roller coaster. Um, I our, believe. In our, in our video game review series. Is it Theme Park Inc.? Theme Park World? Yes. You reckon is I next? I believe so. Okay. Well, stay yes, tuned for is, that. This is also a 99 release. Oh, is it? But uh, later in the year. Oh, okay. So it's almost certainly. Theme yeah. Park World. I actually have uh, the next three that we have available to us that I can find right. right here. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Well, let's not spoil it. No. Other than to say, is Theme Park World next? next. Yeah. Not necessarily next week. No. But that will be the next episode of this yeah. particular series. Um, I, I, I have been looking at a list of games, you know, Theme Park games. There's a lot that are not, they're really hard to find. Yeah, sure. So we're not covering them. I can they're imagine. not very particularly pinnacle either. Right. Or, or of interest to us. So, meh. Okay. We'll cover the important ones. It feels like we're going to get through a fair number. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, I I want to... I still... (laughs) We should set up a Patreon so we can buy a GameCube and get that Universal (laughs) game. That's what I want. Uh, But until that day, uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Park Crush Podcast. Thanks very much for listening. You can email us if you'd like. It'll be interesting to hear your thoughts on Rollercoaster Tycoon and on video games games generally. If there's any games you want to us to cover yeah. theme park video games generally I should say not just yeah. video games yeah um, we've been there we've done that I don't want to do another podcast about video games no not specifically uh, about it, video games it's podcast at parkrush.com yeah uh, you can follow us on Instagram as well at parkrushpodcast and you can find every episode at parkrush.com or via your podcast destination of choice yeah until next time thanks for listening take it easy signing off from Singapore <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.